Welcome to Get This Shit, the bi-monthly podcast that answers the questions you've always had, but forgot to ask. Prepare your earballs. My name's Cassie. I'm your host, and I'm here with uh, the hostess with the mostest, Samuel. Hello. What it is. What it is. Yeah, I'm bringing back that slogan from 1998, so suck it. I'm not mad about it. It's uh, unique. You best recognize. No, thank you. You don't want to. You don't don't want to recognize. All right. Yes, I'll recognize. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I've been gots. Mm-hmm. Can't get the getter. If you don't go get, you get got. Oh, All right, so. Oh, oh, wise words to live yeah. by. That's fucking hilarious. Oh, my God. All righty. So, what's up, Chuck? Anything new? Um, We're going to Tennessee this weekend. Oh, we sure are. We sure are. I'm excited. We're going to see Katie. Um, uh, I am excited to wear all of my gay shit down there. (laughs) Maybe punch a cowboy. Who knows? Um, Not a real cowboy. Yeah, yeah. Real cowboys are anti-establishment. Agreed. Agreed. Just like real rednecks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Let's see here. We're going to go to some breweries. That's mm-hmm. going to be fucking sweet. Yeah. It's going to be sweet. Yeah. Um. Come on, man. What? Uh, what else do we have going on? Oh. Let's see. Uh, Easter. Um, oh, yeah. Well, Zombie we're Jesus Day. Zombie Jesus Day. Um. We are doing a non-traditional Easter, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we. I think we're going to have pizza. Right. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, we came, Last weekend, we went to Illinois to visit guests and friends of the podcast, Isaac and Anne. Yeah. Yeah. It was so much fun. And we may or may not have recorded a couple episodes while we're out there Maybe. that may drop in the near future. So. Yeah, wait and see. Keep your eyes peeled. Never not an interesting topic from either of those two. Always. always. Both on and off the podcast. Uh, yes, they are some of our most interesting friends, for sure. They, uh, The uh, knowledge that they both have covers such a wide berth. Yeah. For sure. And it's pretty dope. Pretty dope. I got to spend the weekend with uh, three of the smartest people I know. <laughs> I felt like their new kitten. Yeah. Clark. Yeah. Is the third smartest in that group. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isaac, Ann, and Clark. Three smartest people, you know. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clark, he's just right, fucking left and right. He's a little into Harvard, Getting into Stanford. Uh, that's mm-hmm. like all the fancy colleges I know. <laughs> Dartmouth. Uh, which which one did both Bushes go to? I have no idea. It's another Ivy League. 
Yale. Yeah. Yale. No, you didn't oh, say nice, Yale. Nice. 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 Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I don't know what that means, if I'm going to be really honest. I don't know what Ivy League means. I'm not sure the origin of the term, but oh, okay. it's essentially like uh, rich, academically challenging schools to get into. Mm. Or expensive. That's usually populated by rich. Yeah. Like Harvard is not the, from what I understand, is not the achievement that it used to be when you have so many sure. like legacies in there now. Yeah. Yeah. Just a bunch of fucking Nepo babies uh, from what listen, I hear. I don't know. Uh, but, I, you if know, you're going to. If you work your way up there, like, fuck. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. For sure. Use the name for sure. I feel like there's just, uh, I mean, with all the fucking backdoor dealings and bullshit, like, yeah, seventy five percent of their enrollment is probably promises mm-hmm. and fucking deals with the devil. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and then like you got to think of how many fucking politicians' kids go to fucking Harvard, Yale, Stanford, you know, all that shit. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, so like you have stacked up. <laughs> yeah, like you may have like a fucking super right-wing conservative who's just like mitch mcconnell's kid and fucking elizabeth warren's or like their grandkids or whatever may be in the same ivy league at the same time so they're going they're both going to grandparents day they're fucking you know what i mean no but like that's such a more like like ruth bader ginsburg would hang out with judge scalia back when she was alive gross yeah like it's all like when we the term political theater is a thing for a reason because like it's like wwe characters like sure i dude everyone's playing a fucking part man but but like when it comes to fucking like hell like the correspondence dinner yeah that's not just a dinner like that's a week-long series of like parties with different press agencies and politicians and why because that's how it fucking works they talk about how they're gonna make money off of each other like the Gross. the animosity between the press and the government is like maybe held by actual journalists but sure but those people don't get to fucking put out their views on on yeah. the mainstream media because it's just not how it fucking works. And, yeah. like, I know I sound, like, kooky right now, but... It's I, I don't think anyone thinks that's kooky. <laughs> but... No, I mean, when large corporations... When seven corporations control a country... Yeah, I mean... It's kind of hard to have variety. We have the illusion of choice. Yeah, we have the... Uh, yeah, <laughs> Carlin was talking about that years ago. About We're on the, the same level. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> we talk a lot. But no, but Twitter. nothing has changed. But I mean, he mentioned the exact same thing. He was, you know, essentially like name any, whether it's media or whether you, what you get your retail products from what, yeah. or, or whether yeah. it's clothes or whether it's food or pharmaceuticals or whatever, you're buying from less than 10 companies in each field. Ugh. Gross. Doesn't that just make you feel <laughs> like even when it comes to like travel? Oh, sure. You know I what really I mean? Think about that. Car companies like uh, is probably like the most diverse, but that's 
even then it's like three major Asian car companies that are sold here. You got three major American and like two European. Wow. I couldn't tell the difference between any of them. Yeah, it's, but, I grew up a car guy, so that's how I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. No, but it's the illusion of choice because you can, as Carlin said, you can get twenty three different kinds of bagels at one shop. Like, listen, what does he have against unlimited choices of bagels? <laughs> Nothing. He's just I'm saying that the more choices we have on the smaller scale sure. gives us the illusion that we have a larger, like the same level of choice when it comes to those providing those things when we don't. Sure. I mean, that makes sense why a lot of times people are baffled by um, what small uh, businesses or what um, small artists charge for their different work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I saw a girl who crocheted this really cute dress and it was it was priced very high yeah um it was eight hundred dollars but i also cannot do what she did also all the time and resources and everything i would not be able to do that so if that's what you are seeking then you need to be prepared to yeah well pay for it and you also have to think that like that same level of like getting paid for your artistry and craftsmanship exists on the higher end as well. Like, you know, the dresses that are worn for like fashion shows and Met Gala stuff or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like those are priced quote unquote ridiculously, but those like a lot of those like pieces are handmade. And like that crochet dress that costs eight hundred dollars mm-hmm. is handmade and it's built to last. Like, it's not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not uh, machine-made. Yeah, it's not mass-produced. It's not... mass-produced. That's what I wanted. Yeah. Um, Would I pay $800? No. I don't have the means to do that. Yeah, there's a... But, you know, there there is a line. Like, I prefer um, to... I think you guys have figured this out. I prefer to buy candles from uh, uh, small business owners yeah. because they are something that, you know, you can afford or, um, I don't know, you can make a priority. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's sure. a realistic priority. Yeah. That like I can that you're perfectly fine putting a higher price point on. Yeah. Like me personally, like there's certain things like I'm not going to buy a Rolex or a Patek Philippe or like, I don't know what that one is. Or, Car- <laughs> or, or Cartier. Like, they're watches. I know what yeah, that yeah. one is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, me personally, I'm not going to... Because there's a certain price point. I'm sure they're made wonderfully and built to last. But at some point, like, they also become... Like, you're paying for a status symbol. Yeah, for sure. So, like, once I'm spending more money for status than I'm getting out of quality, which I have no... Absolutely no... Ex- no beef with expertise but. to like weigh in on is the Rolex sure. worth the fucking money? I I have no idea. Sure, but like it depends on what your set of morals and values and right or what I'm looking for in a watch yeah. or you know 
because I mean, oh, may last a lifetime. Okay, well, I can get like f- like a shitload of watches for the same price sure. point, and and it'll all equal out the same if we're talking about longevity. You know what I mean? But, sure, sure. So. But yeah, like when you have things made by people that are not mass produced and actually made because they love making and being proficient in the skill and the craft that they do. Yeah, it's built different, you know, like it's an investment better than Ford Tough. Yeah. Like, I mean, the like if your hands seeming like seems to seen your own clothes. Like you fucking double and triple like the the hems on every or you know like you yeah. make sure to learn how to Enclose do it the right the way hems and make it sturdy as fuck, boy. Yeah, exactly. So that you know it's gonna last you know five, six, ten years. You know, I mean there are pieces of clothing that are heirlooms that have been used like throughout yeah, time yeah, yeah. that before shit like that was like mass produced in a huge factory floor setting yeah. you know you've got a great point we should bring homac back <laughs> we re- that's a completely different point but yeah i don't know i think that is i think it, they tie together they do tie They're together cousins. but like yeah it expands in a whole another realm of self-sufficiency versus being dependent on retailers uh you know because yeah you we are at the mercy of people who sell us shit because we no longer yeah as a whole teach our kids how to survive and provide for themselves yeah uh you are absolutely correct and we have had so many long talks about that <laughs> about how we feel yeah about how uh, and all the minutia just, of it schools are designed to create like consumers and workers and that's it that's it <laughs> so. that's it i'm not a trained monkey. you know who was a huge i may do a topic on this was a huge like orchestrator in forming like nationwide public schools the dare program no it was one of the rockefellers so (laughs) automatically no Uh, automatically no yeah it's weird how schools are geared towards you're done providing them with just enough knowledge to be proficient workers but not enough knowledge to do this shit on their own yeah yeah, just enough to not chop your fingers off just enough to make it to middle management yeah yeah (laughs) gross isn't it you're nasty hooray capitalism capitalism is really popping off today boy (laughs) (laughs) uh speaking of not capitalism because it was successful uh do you want to talk a little bit about uh mercury stardust in jewelry yeah so i came across and apparently plenty of others but i came across a content creator on instagram who's a trans woman uh that goes by mercury stardust um and she calls herself the trans handy ma'am and she puts adorable yeah she puts out videos of just like home improvement stuff like is your outlet loose in the wall or um 
how to yeah, you just put a fork in it how to you're hilarious uh Thanks. how to make sure that your deadbolt's secure or changing our lock or yeah yeah and she Quite a few different things she, yeah a whole bunch of instructional how to's around the house but she also gears it to be renter friendly yeah and things uh and like tips on like how to make sure you get your deposit back um even like helpful yeah super super helpful well, she last year uh, on Trans Visibility Day had did an online stream and raised a hundred thousand mm. dollars. And this year for Trans Visibility Day, she partnered with another trans female, Jory, um, who's alluring yes, skull, whose handle is alluring skull on Instagram. And they did a thirty-hour live stream. Jesus, uh, yeah, it Sam was. Sam and I were obsessed yeah we were i was definitely obsessed obsessed we were checking it the whole time i had it on at work like just like set it up i put my phone charger in and uh just sat there all Mm -hmm. day i had the subtitles on and then uh just didn't have the volume on or i would put my earbud in Mm -hmm. when i could so yeah the goal this year was to raise a million dollars for trans affirmative care um and Mm -hmm. they Met that in the first six hours of the live stream. Yeah. And so they upped the goal to two million, and which they reached. Uh, yeah, so they did. They, in just under 30 hours, they raised $2 million for trans affirmative care uh, through a, ch- uh, they donated to, like all this money is going to a charity uh, called Point of Pride. Mm-hmm. That provides gender affirming care for people by or for trans people by trans people. The first million dollars was for um, things like binders and gaffs and HRT for a year. And some yeah. of it went to their, the charity surgery fund. And after they met the first million dollar goal, Mercury and Jury talked to... Um, the point of pride people and asked what what is your biggest need that we can fill if we raise extra money and they said the surgery fund um oh, I bet. so the second million dollars that they raised all of it went to the charity surgery fund because yeah. top surgery on average cost like i think between 12, Twelve and twenty thousand dollars, and mm-hmm. bottom surgery can cost anywhere from twenty to like fifty thousand dollars. Insane. So, with the first million, uh, they were able to help projected eleven thousand trans people uh, receive affirmative care in over one hundred six countries. That's uh, amazing. Uh, point of pride services. Uh, I think thirty. Four percent of their the people that they help with their charity have disabilities that they help with trans affirmative care, and then twenty four percent of that are is for people who have medical insurance but are have been denied gender affirming yeah. care because the insurance doesn't want to fucking cover fucking it. Bullshit. So. Yeah. So, yeah, a really cool charity that's been around for over 10 years and an amazing, amazing feat 
done in yeah. such a short period of time because people were willing to organize and donate yeah. and show their love for a community, whether they are members of it or if they just want to be a strong supporter or an ally of people who deserve love and deserve to feel comfortable in their body. Exactly. Secure and happy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they were also able to, to raise people gave enough um, that they went over two million dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they are, were able to secure Mercury's and Jory's uh, gender reaffirming surgeries. Mm-hmm. The things that they've had on their, you know, heart to do list. So yeah. they also it's wonderful. <laughs> they also raised enough point of pride as a very small operation that was not prepared to handle a $2 million donation. So, uh, because it's a volunteer base. So they actually, uh, Mercury and Jory also raised enough money for them to hire two full-time employees to be able to manage and allocate, uh, those resources that they were given. That's amazing. That's amazing. Me. So much good. Yes. So much good. You just got to look for it now. Yes. A harder. To quote Uncle Iroh from Avatar Last Airbender. Yes. <laughs> well, okay. This is a slant quote because I don't have it in front of me. But it's something to the effect of, if you look for the light and the darkness, you will eventually find it. But if you look for the darkness and the light, it will eventually become all you see. No, it's true, though. Mm-hmm. It's true. Oh, my gosh. Well, Samuel... Did you uh, bring uh, your second part of your shit? I did. Fabulous. Do you want me to do it now or do you want to do yours and make the people wait longer? Like, <laughs> I would be annoyed as fuck. <laughs> That's right. just me, though. I'd be annoyed as fuck. I'd be like, yeah, all right, Cass, come on. Move along. Let's go. Move it along. Let's go, lady. Yeah, but if we make them wait, we guarantee that they listen to the end of the episode, though. Listen, I'm not worried about them <laughs> losing steam. Right. I'm not worried about our seven faithful listeners that we love individually. We, we will give you kisses on your little foreheads Not just seven. At we have night. like at least 14. Sevens <laughs> of. Yeah. Yeah. Little <coughs> every night. There Think of it. I'll tuck you in. Cassie will give you a kiss on the forehead. How about yeah, that? Yeah, I'm not very strong. He does a good tuck. <laughs> that's 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 a different type of oh sorry i, I don't mean to be spreading your secrets <laughs> damn my talk is pretty tight anyway pretty tweet. so we are talking about julie de Abagni. yes yes and so the last we checked or where we left off the mm-hmm. singing fencing drinking Fighting fucking seventeen-year-old. Yeah, I my hero. Yes, who liked my to dress hero. in men's clothing was just seventeen and singing in the Paris Opera. Just oh, got yes. hired by the oh, Paris Opera. Oh yes. All right. Fuck! I should have reviewed this. I <laughs> listened to it earlier in the week, but you know. So uh, she gets hired by the Paris Opera. And she performed with them from 1690 to 1694. Wow, that's a pretty long stint. Yeah. Under the name of La Maupin, 
or oh, Le uh-huh. Mopin. Um, which was like her husband's last name, so mm-hmm, that's technically mm-hmm. her last name now. Uh, even though like he's way in the beginning of the story and like he's just there Gone to now. give her her last name yeah. essentially. Frederick um, who? So through these four years, she allegedly fucked and or fought almost all of her fellow opera stars. That's great. Uh, one fight was when this prissy actor douche was aggressively hitting on a friend and fellow opera singer of Julie's. She fucking cut the cord of his pants and pants him in front of everybody. Spank him with uh, her fucking sword. Oh, he wishes. Oh, no. (laughs) So Jules tells him to chill and show this chick some respect, right? And calm your fancy ass (laughs) down. Right? No means no, you motherfucker. So, homeboy tells her to fuck off and mind her own goddamn business, right? Ooh, spicy for a white man. I'm just going to assume that he's white. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, so, that night, he was walking home, and she decides to cash him outside. Oh, shit, she jumps him? <laughs> so I mean, I knew that this was going to happen, but, like, she's like... You're not from around these parts. Right. She's just, no, he walks up on her with her sword in her hand, challenging him to a duel. <laughs> Come on, motherfucker. <laughs> right. So he refuses to duel her, like doesn't what? put his like money worth it. Yeah, like a little fucking bitch. Well, she, this just pisses Julie off, right? Oh, so Lord. she then takes a wooden cane and just beats the ever-living fuck out of this God dude. damn. Fucking Sumner's that bitch, huh? Yeah, yeah, just pretty much. Bop, yes. bop, <laughs> Hit him again. <laughs> Hit him again. Oh, my God, yeah. So... She beats the shit out of him and steals his fucking pocket watch. Oh my god, this is mine now. Pocket watches are for winners, David. Like, this is you. Like, this is you when you were like 22. You, someone was hitting on some one of your friends and being a dick about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd headbutt you back in the day. Yeah, this is totally how it had played out. Yeah. <laughs> Pre-spinal fusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I headbutt anymore. I just kneecap sons of bitches now. <laughs> blap, blap. Let's be on the same level. You're hilarious. Thank you. <laughs> so next day, homeboy rolls in with two black eyes looking like the fucking Lone Ranger. <laughs> oh, man, and you yes, didn't listen twice, huh? Right. Yeah. I mean, which I mean, we're old. So uh, for all the kids out there, the Lone Ranger was an old Western star, like Western TV show. I think it started out as a radio show. It did. Yeah. But the Lone Ranger wore. A radio is this thing that plays music and people talk out of it. Kind of like your phone. Yeah. It's like what's in a car from the factory. But before TVs, they used to have big versions of that that would sit in the living room and they would tell stories on it instead of TV. And you would have to use your mind brain to make up pictures in your head. Back in my day, kids had imagination. Um, (laughs) But yeah, the Lone Ranger was this Western character who wore a black mask, but it just covered like his eyes. So you get the visual. You get Two black eyes. Uh, (laughs) Homie rolls in. And everyone's like, dude, what the fuck happened to you? I don't want to talk about it. Oh, yeah. What do you think he said? Oh, 
he I, he's like she hit me no <gasps> i fell down no <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, he said that he got jumped by three big black guys armed with hammers and bats. Are you <laughs> fucking joking me? And she was like, yeah, hi, my name's Hammer and Bats across the fucking <laughs> bar. <laughs> oh, my God. No, but as soon as he's done telling the story, Julie pulls out his fucking pocket watch. <laughs> and she, oh, my God, she's like, hmm. <laughs> Somebody seemed to have dropped right. something from yeah. the uh, auspicious robbery. Fucking <laughs> calls totally him out for robbery. having uh, pants that were on fire. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Good sir. And then to add insult to injury, of course. she makes him get on his knees and beg for <laughs> beg her before she gives him his shit. <laughs> Girl, no, bye. That's your pocket watch now. I'm Audi 5000. You already done embarrassed me twice now, little lady. I'm not going to let you have a third time. Goddamn. No, no, Sir, because you have you're no like, shame. Get the fuck out. Yeah, no, like, uh, of course you give the pocket watch back. Why? Because you like you don't even need it anymore. Like fuck you. Fucking... Well, yeah, that's when you throw it on the ground and smash it, and then laugh and leave. I mean, you can do that, but you still gave it back. I rest my case. <laughs> I gave it to the ground. <laughs> you can't buy me hot dog, man. Oh my god. So, like I said, she continues performing until sixteen ninety four. Did I say 1964? You may have, but oh, okay. I know From what you 1690 mean. 1690 to 1694. She had a very long career. Right, yeah. Quite a long career. Uh, she drank adrenochrome, so that's how she stayed alive. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stop plugging that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got electrolytes. But, it got, but it's got electrolytes. Okay, so 1694, she's invited to a party. A royal ball, to be exact. Mm. So this royal ball was being held at the palace of Louis the Fourteenth, mm-hmm. and she was invited as a guest um, by uh, Prince Philippe or Prince Philip. I don't know. We'll call him Philippe. It's probably exotic. Philippe. It's French. Uh, who's the king's brother? It's Falou. <laughs> Falou. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> Jesus. so if you've really watched Cinderella, mm-hmm. uh, you know that royal balls are known for rich dudes to like meet eligible ladies yeah. and try a to find a hot wife. Than what I thought. Hmm. A lot less testicles than I thought. Yeah. Is that a ball joke? Because it's it a is. royal ball. It You're is. a goober. Thank you. <laughs> I don't have balls. So, yeah, this is like the first step of courting when it's like, sure, hey, sure, this sure. is Sir. This blah, is blah, blah. Uh, speed dating. Yep. Yeah. Kind of. Royal speed kinda. dating. Kind that's of. A, that's a good analogy. Thanks. Um. Follow so, <laughs> she's a. Like I said, invited as a guest of the king's brother. Uh, this bitch shows up dressed in men's clothing. Of course she does. Sporting a scarlet tunic. Oh, okay. <laughs> and immediately 
hits the fucking dance floor. Uh, of course she does. So she's dancing with all uh, the hot chicks, uh, fucking uh, chatting with them and flirting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Tearing it up, cutting a rug. Completely showing up all the dudes and cock blocking the shit oh, out of Oh, my them. God. I'm in love with this ancient woman. <laughs> to top it all off, she straight up finds the hottest chick there. Yep. Starts making out with her like yeah. tongue, like yeah, oh, yeah. make on the fucking dance floor in front of the entire royal family. You're welcome, God, and everybody. <laughs> That's a one entertainment. Are you not entertained? Right, and like Louis, like who fucking brought this chick? And Philippe's like, I imagine. I don't know. They didn't really comment <laughs> on it like, in the story. Yeah. Brought this hussy. Right. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The oh, Or he could have been like, I don't know. It's kind of cool. Right. Yeah. It's kind of fucking cool. You can't buy this in her time. I mean, you can. You we can definitely afford, could back in that day. <laughs> absolutely buy that exact entertainment, to be honest. So, yeah, she's cock blocking the shit out of all these numbers. Good. Men. Makes Good. up with this chick. It, like, essentially, it's a huge faux pas, and she's insulting a lot of Not people by pop. doing it. Yeah. So, like, three noblemen, like, approach her, and they're like, hey, you need to cool it and act like a lady. And she says, I'm no lady. And she goes... <laughs> obviously not a direct quote but she's like oh you want me to act like a fucking lady oh i act like a fucking lady let's go fucking duel outside let's fucking go all three of you yes bring your best swords yes oh my god bring your moms too <laughs> i'm lonely yeah so no she challenged all three of them to a duel fought all three of them depending on which story you like use sure or believe it was either consecutively one after the other or it was all three at once listen i wouldn't put either one past her that's what i was thinking it it wasn't going to be a challenge either way yeah probably not because you know one would be more entertaining than the other yeah but (laughs) so (laughs) yeah either way she uh duels and fucks up all three of these noblemen to where, like, they're lying fucked up on the ground as she's strolling back into oh the party. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, this was fun. Thank you, gentlemen. Now she has to, like, immediately leave the party. Bye, everybody. Great party. Loved the crab cakes. Yeah, it was a strut in, storm out kind of thing. <laughs> the mutton was Tastes kind of smushy, isn't it? Oh, my God. So uh, did she have to Irish goodbye that? Yeah, she had to Irish goodbye, essentially, because under Louis XIV's reign, duels were illegal. Oh, it wasn't a duel. It was a yule, (laughs) you know, so we were fencing. Yeah, you know, we were practicing just a little sprite. It was it was a scrimmage. Okay, so um, yeah, so now she has to abscond to Brussels. Man, she is absconding all over the map. Mm hmm. So she goes to Brussels and takes a new lover. Uh, of course. Um, Who is it this time, Samuel? The Elector of Bavaria. 
Okay. So uh, a nobleman of Bavaria. He was also uh, a governor of the Spanish-owned territory in the Netherlands, and he had some other title. But uh, yeah, some rich dude. Okay, some yeah. rich guy. Out with some nice rich guy. For, good for her. Yeah. Good for Jules. Um, he was a thousand percent unprepared uh, to deal with her. <laughs> oh, that sounds about right. She was such a handful that he offered her 40,000 francs uh, to leave him alone, <laughs> to break up with him. I'm paying you to break up with me for the love of God. That is what I now aspire to accomplish. <laughs> this is after she stabbed herself on stage for real. For oopsies or for dramatic effect? Uh, from what I understand, dramatic effect. Perfect. She's straight Perfect. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. That's uh, amazing. <laughs> she was like, you know, it'll be better to come. If Real I, blood. Yeah, right. Where's this? There's uh, look. You the special see effects the are goes lacking. Into the yeah. handle. It's not realistic enough. I'm a method actor. Yeah. yeah, I think this was intentional and not like what happened on on the sets of different movies. I was uh, where the crow. Yeah, the crow or rust or whatever. Like where oh, oof oof too soon. Sorry. Roy Rogers. How about that? Uh, there we Is go. that better? Uh, yes, yes. My heart can handle it. It's healed from that. Uh, so in true Julie fashion, she threw the money back at him and stormed off to Madrid. Oh, all right. I don't know. I probably would have taken the money, but Julie, do you go? Yeah, no. It, you- like The weird thing about Julie is that like she will... She does whatever the fuck she wants, and she can perfectly, like, uh... I don't need your opinion. Right. I do what I fucking want. <laughs> but no, like, she can survive with, like, sure, no money, yeah. just making it on her wit while skill and talent. Or she her can... Uniqueness, her uh, <laughs> creativity, her uniqueness, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. talent. Yes, exactly. Thank you, RuPaul. Yeah, yeah. Um... But yeah, like she can fucking hold her own whether she's in some fucking podunk hole in the wall bar filled with a bunch of, you know, rough, rough individuals. Or she can hold her own whether it's in fucking high court of or nobles houses Who's or whatever. It? Yeah. yeah. And, and so she's not she does not have to follow the rules of like these noble people. Like these social constructs that all these rich people follow, because if they don't, something might bad happen. Something bad might happen, and they might lose all their riches or whatever. Yeah, she's like beholden to no. Yeah, man. they're they're all terrified of that. She's not. She's like I. She's like I've been nobody for a half a second, so that's just fine. Yeah, she grew up rich and educated, but also f- with like a terse military father who trained her to be this fucking like assassin. Juggernaut or terminator of a fucking person. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so she throws the money back at his feet and then fucks off to Madrid. Um that is where she found herself uh to and she ended up being a maid to a countess. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I said, like she's Getting fine. Good. 
going back to blue collar. So, yeah. which I mean, if you're like a maid to a countess, like yeah. I'm sure there are different levels to it. Like she's yes. probably not living in squalor. Yeah, I don't think she's living in the barn. No, but <laughs> she still found herself in a job that she hated because she fucking hates this bitch. I don't want to work. Right. So now it's the Countess's turn to go to a royal ball, and Julie's not invited this time. Man. Uh, like, not not at the Louise Palace, but... Yes. D- a different one. Yeah, a different royal ball. Royals more, had a lot of testicles. balls back then. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Julie's not invited, but apparently this was, like, the last straw, or something broke this, the camel's back with Julie, because... Julie does the Countess's hair oh God. for the ball. Oh, God. Um, But you know how, like, they had, like, the Marie Antoinette, like, yeah. huge, like, updos and the rolls and stuff? She put a in it. No. She put a, put a bunch Rabbit of... Rabbit squirrels. No. She put a bunch of fucking radishes in there. Oh, <laughs> my God. But, like, put them in there in a way that everyone could see it but the Countess. <laughs> Oh my god. She's the radish countess. Oh my god. So she just has this mosaic of radishes on the back of her fucking huge wig. I'm like I'm just I'm hoping they're not even I hope cut. It, I hope like they're yeah, just yeah, yeah. dirty no, radishes, yeah, just like radishes like just pulled out from I the ground. I hope she pinned it on in the shape of a dick. Like <laughs> fucking If anyone A1. was going to do it, it'd be Julie. It, yeah, she it'd be would. our Julie. Our Julie. <laughs> She's so quirky. Right. Spicy, spicy. So uh, she she is a vengeful hairstylist. (laughs) Yeah. And before the countess could even get back to the house, by the time she found out, Julie had already deuced out and was heading back to Paris again. See you later, suckers. Yeah. On her return to Paris, uh, she catches another pardon. Oh, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And goes back to performing in the opera again. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, that voice, it's of an angel, apparently. She must be charming as fuck, my boy. Charming, hot, fucking can fight. Scary. Like, yeah, like just a... For- like, I like a scary lady. <laughs> imagine like an unbridled force to be reckoned with, like independent Fierce, Imagine, look at me, I'm in woman. front of you. You're hilarious. You. But back in the late 1690s. Oh, yeah. And she commanded respect, it sounds like. <laughs> like, like, you didn't have just, a they, choice. She like, broke the operating system. Yeah. She was like Neo. They didn't know what the fuck to do with she her. She had the biggest dick at every party. Yes. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> so, like I said, she gets a pardon, goes back to the opera. She continues... Carrying on like she did uh, the last time she was in Paris, mm-hmm. <laughs> like fucking fighting and all this shit, um, including antics like uh, threatening to shoot the Duchess of Luxembourg. <laughs> Unique. Unique. Yeah. It's a choice. Uh, she was taken to court for attacking her landlord. <laughs> I don't blame her. I'm on her side. Uh, but I mean, and I didn't. I haven't gone much into this, but she is a huge opera star. Like, everybody 
fucking loves everybody her. knows her yes i didn't go into it like there are people who have written opera specifically to cast her as a certain part wow but like that's a lot of names i'd have to pronounce not just of the people who wrote the operas but the the names of the roles that she yes, played yeah, also yeah, the no. names of the operas themselves it's a lot of so it's not even gonna be like the opera it's gonna be our version we would have to recast everybody, give them new names <laughs> and be like, all right, this is your bastardized American dumb brain name. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. Say. This is Ricky, Tanner, Skyler, <laughs> Dyler. Yeah, no. So a lot of mispronunciations about just like moon pilot. Opera his moon unit. Moon unit. It was Frank Zappa's daughter. Yeah, yeah. But um yeah, but no, she is like a fantastic talent and she's uh has been credited. I didn't look into like the vol- validity of this like sure, sure, sure. Amount, but some people have Somebody fact check this. Right. <laughs> some people have credited her to bringing the contralto voice to, and like that oh, part wow. to France sure, sure. because it was like popular in like Italy and Spain more so than wow. in France. That's very interesting. Yeah, because she started off as a soprano, but I think when she traveled to like Brussels and Madrid is I think where they she... were like, knock that shit off. Well, I think they figured out that her voice was, which I, I don't know. I Like I said, I didn't research like her opera career super sure. heavily. One, because I don't know how to make that as entertaining as everything else she did in her life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I feel like you edited uh, very well. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. But yeah, no, she was fucking dope. Everyone fucking loved her. That's amazing. And, cl- and like to the point where all the social faux pas stuff, like to common people or like, like everyone who isn't it's- directly involved is like, it's fine. She's I kooky. Mean, uh, you know, I. it's just Julie. She's yeah, just she, like that. It's Lady She's Gaga and her so, meat dress era. Like. Not her meat <laughs> curtains. Yes. Miley mm. and her wrecking ball. Right. So, yeah, she gets taken to court for attacking her landlord. Uh, brought the contralto to the French opera, like I said. I'm still 100% behind her for yeah. attacking her landlord. Right, right. Fuck that guy. I don't know why. I don't need a reason. I don't need a reason. <laughs> I'm a girl's girl, you know? <laughs> right. So then in 1703, Julie met her match. Oh, shit. And fell in love. Oh, shit. With Madame la Marquise de, uh, de Florensac. Oh, yeah. Mm. Sexy. Yeah, the flower sack. I don't know. The flower, <laughs> lady flower sack. But allegedly... Uh, she was called by many the most beautiful woman in France. Of course, she is pulling uh, number <laughs> one tail. grade A fine honeys. Mm-hmm. So uh, the two of them lived together in love for two years. Until like they were truly mad, like they were. Like the most compatible, apparently, but unfortunately, two years into their relationship, uh, Florence Sack died of a fever. 
sorry. I'm sorry. Julie deserved to be happy finally. <laughs> Unfortunately, not all tales are fairy tales. Listen, flower sack, why'd you have to go and die? <laughs> <sighs> Is uh, Julie going to make it out of this? So Julie was very distraught. And um, kind of wandered, from what I understand, kind of wandered and then ended up at another convent. She didn't burn this one down. I mean, you know, she is getting older, you know, a little bit more pensive, Mm -hmm. not as reactionary, maybe. Yeah. And a couple years after her partner passed away, Julie passes away for reasons unknown in the year 1707. At the ripe old age of 33. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. 33? Yeah. She did all of that. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) My flabbers are gasted. Uh. (laughs) My flabbers are gasted. Oh my God. She ran across, what side of the world is that? Over there. Uh, I mean, it's Western Europe. There we go. Thank you. That's exactly what I meant. Fucking ran around slapping people in the face left and right (laughs) with her big old cock. And stabbing people. all around, (laughs) all around the Northern Hemisphere. Mm -hmm. Yes. Listen, come on. I've been wrong about much, <laughs> much sillier things. True. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Julie Ambrer. A big. Uh, God damn it. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's can, my fault. Unless I'm looking at it. Uh, Julie Abigny. Yes. Julie Abigny. Uh, Julie De Abigny. De Abigny. See it. I lo- no, I so sorry. <laughs> Julie de Abigny. Yeah, I love Something it. Oh like my that. god, I love it. Boom. We'll cut that one and there we'll we just go. paste it over bump every it. time. Every <laughs> time. <Or> bumper. <laughs> bumper. Yes. <laughs> my editing skills are that good. Mm-hmm. You can just go in there and paste it real quick. Seamless, girl. Seamless. Seamless. But yeah, that's the two-parter. That was just too much to like. Neither. Yeah. No, was super long, but it's, it's too much to fit into one. No, I, uh, I'm i glad you split it up because that was totally worth it. <laughs> totally worth it. Um, I, I don't really have anything, to be honest. And uh, we are, we're well into this episode. So okay. I do think that we have a really cool... Yeah. Get that shit. Yes, I have a get that shit for everybody. Yeah. So, my get that shit is actually a charity. Yes. So, the charity is called Global Vision 2020. And it's a charity that is dedicated to providing, like... I hear that in boats and hose in my, like, brain. (laughs) That's prestige worldwide. I know, but say it... Uh, Global Vision 2020? Global Vision 2020! Like, yeah! Big trailer, movie trailer. You're funny. Sorry, anyway, please go on. So, this (laughs) is... So, the 
according like their story is like uh, the world's largest unmet disability is poor vision. Um, so Ugh, I can't imagine. Uh, as someone, um, I have terrible vision. I'm I'm grateful for the vision that I have, but my prescription is one of the highest. Uh, I get told by doctors regularly mm-hmm. when I see them uh, that they've seen. Um, I. I don't take my glasses off when I go swimming or into bodies of water, like anything. Like I am the girl who wears the glasses strap Mm. because I cannot see without them. And it's, it's so scary. Yeah. It's so scary. And I can't imagine that is not something that I think about very often. Yeah. That there are, yeah, well, I'm so scared of not being able to see that I carry a second pair of glasses with me at all times. You sure do. I do. <laughs> it's part of the reason I have so many big bangs. It, but I'm. It scares me that much because I can't. I can't see. You have fuzzy mayus. <laughs> so Global Vision 2020 is dedicated to bringing like corrective lenses and sight like worldwide at. Uh, low cost and they have a super cool new system to where um you can research it online but it's essentially Uh, i can link the uh tiktok video yes please do um but yeah it's cool and they have the essentially have the ability to make prescription collect corrective lenses for and pairs of glasses for less than four dollars so yeah um that you can donate to them they also have a shop to where if you want to do like donate and get a t-shirt like you can buy a t-shirt wow. and all the money goes there or they have a tote oh, totally. or like a coffee mug i think there's oh, a yeah. uh like a, a button pin um cool but yeah there's a little bit of swag or you can just donate but like it's a really good cause the video that i saw was for them to be able to bring corrective lenses out in the field to people where this um, system that they have is so easy that you can like you can almost self-diagnose. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for what sure. What lenses yes, you need exactly, and it's uh, it's just amazingly accessible. And accessibility is the key. That's yes. that is how we will become inclusive. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So, yeah, um, you can, like I said, you can find how to contact them through the TikTok link that we'll post on mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, our website, mm-hmm. all that good fun stuff. Or you can find them at gv2020.org. So Global Vision 2020 awesome. shortened gv2020.org. You can find them there. You can donate. You can shop at the shop, you know, if you want to. Uh, have something you can wear or carry around to like spread awareness for it. Heck yeah. I need another t-shirt. Yeah, I mean. I do. Why not? Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, get that shit. Donate and hopefully help, you know, somebody who needs to see a little bit better for pennies on the dollar. And yeah. Yeah. They've been going f- since like 2005. Wow. So like far, far before like they came out with this new technology to 
make it easier and cheaper to provide this accessibility. They've been working to provide it for, like I said, since 2005. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, make sure you go and check them out. Um, and while you are looking for your newest shirt or donating to Global Vision. Mm-hmm. Global Vision 2020. Make sure we're in your earballs. <laughs> um, you can find us on all the different streaming platforms, including Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. And uh, if you would like to see our shenanigans, this episode, pending that it's still recording. <laughs> um, like it, I think. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, you can find it on YouTube um, under at GTS underscore podcast uh while you're there please make sure to like follow subscribe so we can continue to grow our shit check out our link tree to find our website uh youtube channel episode resources and much much more give us a holler if you have a small business you want to hype or a topic you don't want to do homework on mm-hmm. you can send all your shit to get this shit podcast at gmail.com well samuel I think that's about it, Tent. I think so. Yeah. Yep. All righty. Well, you guys be safe out there. Take care of each other. Mind the wacky weather that's going on <laughs> in uh, North America. Um, but be good or be good at it. Right. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. I, there's so many possibilities. <laughs> Not... Just kidding. All right. Well, be good or be good. I already said that. Okay. Yep. Um, love and light it on fire. Bye. Bye.